0: You're now listening to a Binge for Brain Podcast, a show that teaches simple neuroscience-based strategies to ending binge eating, overeating, and emotional eating through the inside-out understanding of your habits. I'm Natalia, your host, and I'm here to help you create wellness without the obsession. Let's get started! Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Binge Proof Brain podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk about the season of life I'm in, and that's the season of saying it's not worth it. (laughs) I want to show you how to naturally come to the conclusion that this last piece of cake that you don't really enjoy. It's just not worth it. (laughs) But before that, quick announcement that I've already contacted people from waiting lists and I've been really excited to, you know, to start working with clients again. It's been wonderful to have those uh, conversations on Zoom. So if you are interested in working with me or just having a chat about um, your binge eating journey and What should you do next? And then please look at the description below and apply for coaching. Uh, Even if you are not really interested in coaching, you can still apply to just get on a free breakthrough session with me so that we can find out, uh, you know, what would be the next steps towards food freedom for you. Okay, that was that that. quick announcement. And right now, let's go back to the... Topic of today's episode, which is just the season of saying not worth it. So before I explain further how you can apply it, apply it into your binge eating recovery, I would like to give you a couple of examples of how it showed up in my life so that you can get a gist of this idea. And it started, I think, with the with the alcohol. (laughs) Okay, that that sounded weird. Uh, So uh, recently, I've took part in couple of um, social gatherings. So you know that during social gatherings, during meet up with friends, family, there's usually an alcohol in- involved. So during the pregnancy, I didn't drink any alcohol, even though I was craving beer, which is which is pretty weird. So right now, I could start drinking alcohol again. But I'm um, also breastfeeding and, you know, NHS suggests that it's best to avoid breastfeeding for like two, or three hours after you had a drink. Also, you can kind of like calculate how long you have to wait so that... Um, to minimize the concentration of alcohol in the breast milk. So that will also mean that, you know, maybe before drinking alcohol, I should pump some milk so that in case my child gets hungry, we could still feed him via bottle. But also, you know, pumping is time and energy consuming, sterilizing the bottles uh, before and after feeding. It's also time and energy consuming and... It's kind of not worth it to do all of it, just to have a little bit of wine or, or beer, especially when alcohol-free drinks are available. So at this point of my life, having a glass of wine is kind of not worth it. <laughs> I had similar uh, situation during my pregnancy with um, foods containing gluten. Uh, So maybe you remember that during my pregnancy, gluten or wheat, I'm not sure, uh, it gave me acne. So one time my partner made vegan brownies and I had a piece and the next day my face uh, got like two or three more pimples (laughs) and I really didn't like it. I used to have acne and I'm still traumatized (laughs) by it. So uh, nowadays, um, yeah, I just don't want those pimples to show up on my face. So next time he again made that brownie with um, gluten-containing flour, I looked at that brownie and I thought to myself that it's kind of not worth it. (laughs) You know, I didn't have to like Weigh the cons and pros of eating that that piece of brownie. It just didn't look appealing to me anymore. I didn't have to like convince myself that I should not eat it if I don't want to have um, pimples on my face. It wasn't fear based decision. It was just a simple no. Maybe next time I'm gonna have it. Maybe after after having a baby, this gluten intolerance will go away. Another recent example, is with Netflix. And so a couple of nights, you know, I had a choice whether me and my partner, we should watch something or maybe I should just go to sleep earlier. (laughs) And you know what? Most of the times I just made a decision to go to sleep earlier. Watching uh, some dumb show It's just not worth it in this season of my life. And I must admit that in the past couple of weeks, I didn't finish watching like a full season of like a TV show just because I believe that this season just wasn't good enough. And I didn't feel like it's worth it. So I just decided to drop it, skip it. Like I'm not going to watch the rest of the season. And I had similar situation with audiobook um, that I also purchased like you have to know that I love finishing books or audiobooks even when they are not good (laughs) like my brain likes to close the loop when I when when I start something I really must finish it but in this this time I was like it's not worth it like spending my time watching silly show that doesn't bring anything to my life like it's not worth it I prefer to go to sleep earlier and I also kind of made a decision that I think it's time to cancel Netflix <laughs> like right now it's just not worth it <laughs> another example is when my mom baked cake for us um, so uh, my parents visited us And, you know, I do have sweet tooth. I really love a good cake. But my mother brought kind of like a plain cake. And, you know, when she gave it to us, like we tried, we said like, oh, yeah, it's very good. But it actually wasn't good, okay? It was not tasty. And believe me, I hate food waste. Rarely, rarely something gets wasted in our household. But this cake... It went straight to the bin after my parents left. Like eating it wasn't worth it. I prefer to go to the shop and buy something that I would really enjoy, rather than eating this cake just before, just because it is available in my fridge. And, um, you know, I I could give you a couple of other examples, not just about food, but about like my general attitude because it shows up like this not worth it attitude. It shows up in different areas of, of my life because I'm trying to be more conscious customer, especially when it comes to, for example, buying plastic, right? Because just buying a polyester shirt, it can take, I don't know, 100, even 200 years to decompose. So is it really worth it? worth it to to buy this t-shirt that then will end up in uh, you know in the landfill and it's going to pollute the planet i don't I don't think so. <laughs> so um yes, so in general, there are many areas of my life where I'm just saying that it's not worth it, but I also want you to know that my not worth it attitude, has some drawbacks because for example my partner suggested that hey maybe we should go on a little holidays maybe we should go on a a trip with our baby and then I started thinking like okay we would have to organize it prepare it pack then we would have to go on this car trip blah 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 and you know what (laughs) I said to him that it's just not worth it Maybe is not going to remember it and we probably are not going to relax. Uh, we're not going to get a good amount of sleep and so on. Uh, so, you know, my not worth it attitude has some drawbacks because I'm missing out on probably some great and memorable experiences. <laughs> so I just wanted to uh, to tell you that. Um and um, because I'm in the season of saying not worth it, I believe that this kind of like natural inclination to saying not worth it can be also helpful for compulsive e- eaters. Because when I reminisce about how it used to be for me when it comes to food, you know, every food was. Was worth it. <laughs> Everything was worth it. Binging itself wasn't really that enjoyable. Like, let's be serious. The tenth or twentieth scoop of ice cream didn't taste as good as the first one. I didn't want to spend a lot of money on binge food, so I was binging on cheap, ultra-processed foods that were kind of like dissolving so quickly in my mouth that there was there wasn't even anything to chew on. Right? <laughs> I was often binging on a lot of processed foods just because they tasted sweet. They were full of sugar and there was no real pleasure involved. My body just craved, uh, my body and mind um, was obsessed with calorie dense foods, not only sweet foods, but also stuff like french fries, pasta, nuts, peanut butter. So it didn't even taste good, but I had to binge on it, you know, (laughs) I had to had uh, that last cookie even though I didn't really want to so everything was worth it but at the same time but at the same time nothing was really worthy you know because let's be honest discounted pastry isn't really that good there's a reason nobody bought it and why right now it is discounted and its price is so low, right? Pre- plain disc- biscuits, sorry, plain biscuits that are just a mixture of flour, oil and sugar, they don't have this memorable, rich flavor. So at some point in my binge eating recovery, I started to believe that I deserve better. I started to buy more expensive shit, (laughs) more expensive food. (laughs) So instead of buying the cheapest chocolate, I would buy a better quality dark chocolate. Instead of buying the cheapest cookies, I would buy something that I would really enjoy eating. So I decided to choose quality over quantity. And I believe that you, my listener... You are ready to implement the idea of worthiness when it comes to food choices. I want you to be open to the possibility that your mind and body have already been giving you cues that some foods are just not worth it. You've been just neglecting those messages. And, you know, you might say that you've already tried it, right? <laughs> you've already tried to convince yourself that some foods are not worth it Uh, for example based on calories like you know that a plate of broccoli um has the same amount of calories like a handful of gummy bears you know that 20 strawberries has the same amount of calories like two oreos but but this is about like not worth it in terms of calories that oh this stickers bar is not worth my calorie budget. I would prefer to eat, I don't know, protein shake. <laughs> so this is probably what you've been doing. Um, you've been deciding whether the benefits are worth the trade-offs, um, and you've been asking yourself a question like, "Is this food really worth it?" But I believe that you 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 concentrated on the wrong things. Uh, you've con- concentrated on what is draining your physical health. Um, maybe even emotional health um, and so on. So I'm not talking about that, okay? <laughs> because there are two problems with this approach. This approach, like, um, you know, using the not-worth-it method, but only to, like, calculate calories, whether something is worth it based on the calorie content. Content. This problem has two problems, at least. <laughs> First of all, it, inc- it ignores context, And secondly, it involves calculations. So I I think that when we talk about food, the context should really matter. I know that calorie counting approach is very straightforward. Like every guru will tell you that Oreos are worse than strawberries because Oreos contain processed sugar, they are low volume, they do not have fiber, they have very little nutrition. However, strawberries are full, full of vitamins, mineral, minerals, they are half high volume, they have fiber and lots of nutrients. But I believe that sometimes store-bought pastry or Oreos, they are worth it. And sometimes they are not because context matters. (laughs) Let's say that you are hungry, you are in the shop and there is a discounted donut in the shop. But you are on your way to visit your grandma and you know that grandma um, baked for you apple pie. So in this moment, like probably this donut is not worth it because you can just push through the hunger and you can wait for apple pie that your grandma made. And apple pie will be really worth, worth it. However, the other day, again, the same discounted donut is waiting for you in the supermarket. And you know that at home, leftover leftovers are waiting for you, but you are not interested in eating those leftovers. Leftovers are savory and right now you want something sweet. You are also exhausted, uh, very low in energy. So you know what? Maybe this donut at this moment is actually worth it. So less nutrient-dense foods might absolutely be worth it. If it adds some kind of meaning to your life, maybe it's a part of social ritual, or maybe it even helps you to cope with stress. But along with other adaptive coping skills and strategies, <laughs> that's important. So, to summarize today's podcast episode, how I want you to, how I would like you to make uh, these food choices, I would like you to make those food choices from your mind rather than from your intellect. I wish that your food decision will feel effortless, that food becomes an obvious, simple, common sense decision without the process of like mental or intellectual struggle. Because, but but, okay, okay, (laughs) I will back off a little bit because analytical reasoning may be necessary for you at the beginning. Because again, uh, it took me years to get to that point uh, that I'm that I'm at right now that I can make those effortless food decisions, but it, it took me years. So, okay, at the beginning, some analytical reasoning might be necessary, might not, who knows. <laughs> but I'm sharing with you, you know, my insights, hoping that your road to food freedom will be less curvy and more like s- straightforward. <laughs> so again, how, how I would like you to make those food decisions is I don't want you to involve like too much calculations, too much, you know, weighing pros and cons. I want your food decisions to feel effortless, to be intuitive. Those are like split second decisions. And those decisions, um, I, are made, um, by, by your mind <laughs> and then your thinking brain. Of course, it will come up with some reasons to justify that decision uh, that has already been been made by your intuition, okay? (laughs) Okay, so just go and start using your inner wisdom to make food choices. Uh, Listen carefully to your intuition when it whispers to your ear that certain foods are not worth it. In that case, don't be afraid to say no to that food. Because you are not restricting, you are listening to your authentic self. And I'm going to leave you with that. Thank you so much for listening to me today and see you in the next uh, podcast episode. Bye! If you enjoyed today's podcast episode and you would like to stay in touch with me, Make sure to follow Binge Brain on Instagram and if you are ready to take this material to the next level and apply what you've learned, then go ahead and submit your coaching application for my Binge for Brain coaching program. Thank you so much for joining me today and have a great day. Bye!